0: pray with me. God, we pray throughout this room today that as we start this year, we start this season of life, that God, you would allow us to embrace opportunities. And there might be some in here today who are looking at some what look like significant obstacles in their life. And God, I pray that through your power and through your Holy Spirit and through your wisdom, God, that you would give us the ability to see those things as opportunities to be fearless, to step forward in faith, God. And we pray for every person in this room that, God, we would see those things as ways that you would be glorified in our life. And so, God, would you give us the courage that we need to step forward into the next season of our life with faith? We pray that in Christ's name, amen. Well, good morning, everybody. What I want you to do today is right now where you're seated in your own mind, think about an opportunity. Think about something that's right in front of you. Think about a goal that you have. Think about maybe an obstacle that you're you're facing, something that you see as a challenge in your life right now, something that maybe you didn't expect. and, And what will you do with that obstacle in your life? How will you handle that? And I want everybody today, this message is is for you. It's practical. And so in order to make it practical, you have to think in your own mind today, what is the obstacle that I'm facing or what is the opportunity that I have in front of me today? What is the goal that I have? What is something that I want to do in the next day or week or month or this year? And and so you think about that today as we process through what God wants to say to us. We're in a series called Fearless, and last week Andrew did a great job of telling you the, the opening story of Joshua. Now Joshua was the leader that followed Moses, and remember the Israelites found themselves enslaved in Egypt for a period of about 400 years, and they were oppressed under harsh leadership, but God called Moses to lead them out of slavery and into the promised land. When God has a plan, He always prepares a person to help carry out that plan. And I love the story of the Israelites because you can look back in their story and see in hindsight the powerful working of Almighty God in their midst, how Almighty God gave them deliverance from brutal slavery in Egypt, how Almighty God gave them manna to eat in the desert, how Almighty God provided a pillar of fire by night and a cloud by day so they would know how to follow Him, how Almighty God led them across the Red Sea on dry ground, All the while, Moses was there as God's servant to lead them and to guide them. And so now here they are, already, all of them on the verge of something great, on the verge of entering the promised land, the land filled with milk and honey, the land that God had promised them. And when they came to the edge of the promised land, ready to go in and receive the promises of God, they sent 12 spies into the land. And you remember what happened. Twelve spies were sent to the promised land to see what they could see. Sure enough, it was a land flowing with milk and honey, but it was also filled with the enemies of God, and these enemies of God were about the size of Shaquille O'Neal. And all of them, everywhere they looked, were like giants to them. And so how would they react in this moment? And if you grew up in church, you maybe heard a song about these twelve spies, Twelve men went to spy on Canaan. Ten were bad and two were good. And what did they see as they spied on Canaan? Ten were bad and two were good. Some saw giants great and tall. Some saw God was over all. Ten were bad and two were good. Ten were bad because they came back shaking in their sandals and said, these giants are too big for us to beat. Two were good because they said, I don't care how big the giants are, God is bigger. The same God who has led us out of Egypt, brought us through the sea on dry ground, guided us with a pillar of cloud by day and a pillar of fire at night, provided us with manna for food every day, is the same God who's going to keep his promise and lead us into the promised land. These giants are no match for our God. But these bumbling Israelites, despite the miraculous working of God in their midst, became more focused on obstacles than on their goal. And you know what they did. Instead of trusting God and working together, they complained. They, they reacted with fear, not faith. And when people react with fear, they tend to grumble. And they told Moses, we were better off enslaved in Egypt than we are here at the edge of the promised land. We need to go back as slaves. And what was the result? The anger of God burned against them, and he made them wander in the wilderness for 40 years. That entire generation of fearful Israelites died in the desert. Think about that. Think about all of the promise, all of the opportunity, and yet these individuals died in the desert, an entire generation, without seeing the promise of God because they weren't faithful to God. So much potential, so much promise died in the wilderness. And friends, in this moment in your life and in the life of our church, it's an opportunity right now for each of us to react with faith, not fear. To trust God, to work together, to pray, to step up to the next level, to find a need and fill it. Little Bible quiz for you. Can you name any one of the other 10 spies who were not faithful? Can you name any of them? Trick question you can't because it's not in the Bible. Because history doesn't tell the story of the fearless, history tells the story of the faithful. the history tells the story of those who are fearless. And there's a principle there. Doubting God and not crossing the Jordan leads to a life filled with wilderness wandering and lingering regrets. But trusting God and courageously stepping up leads to the promised land and fulfillment and accomplishment of God's dreams. We know the names of the fearless, Joshua and Caleb. Because history tells us the story of those who are willing to step out in faith. Listen to these words from Joshua chapter 1. Now it came about after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun. Moses, the servant, said, Moses, my servant is dead. Now therefore arise, cross this Jordan, and you and all this people to the land which I'm giving them, to the sons of Israel. Now that little phrase... Cross this Jordan is both the title and the text for the message today. Those words most have struck both excitement and fear into the hearts of the Israelites because of their history. It gave them excitement because they had faced a moment like this before when they had to cross the Red Sea. And God called them out of Egypt, out of slavery, cross the Red Sea and then you will go into the wilderness. But then they faced another moment where they faced the Jordan River And they were prepared to go into the promised land. But back then, 40 years earlier, they reacted with fear, not faith. And so here they are again at the waters of the Jordan River. And what will they do? How will they respond? Will they cower in fear again? Or will they learn the lessons of the past? This time, would they have faith in God? And friends, listen, when we think about it, we face Jordan crossing moments all the time. What decision is God calling you to do today? Where on the other side might very well be the promised land. What opportunities do you have? You have a new job that you're ready to take. You have the desire to homeschool your children, but you haven't taken that step. It's a fearful step. You have a calling of God in your life in some way, but you haven't been willing to take it. You want to serve somebody you want to change something in your life, but you haven't been willing to take the risk to change it. You want to develop a relationship, repair an old relationship. You want to develop a new spiritual habit, but you haven't taken steps yet toward it. You want to take a commitment to a new level to Christ. You want to join the movement of God, but you haven't been willing to take that step. You want to serve. You want to give, and you now, right now, at the precipice of this moment, no that you could take that opportunity, but you're afraid. I believe everybody here faces Jordan crossing moments where on the other side is promise and hope and challenges and opportunity. Will you react with fear or will you react with faith? And I love that the Jordan River is both an obstacle and an opportunity. Can you see that here? It is an obstacle And many people, when they see obstacles in their life, what do they do? They turn around in rejection and fear and say, I can't cross it. I quit. This can't happen in my life. I can't take that step. I've hit the wall in my marriage. It can happen with an addiction where you feel like you can't overcome it. It can happen in business or with your health or so many other areas where you face an obstacle and you say, at this very moment in my life, I have a decision to make. And instead of stepping forward, you step back in fear. But then God says that little phrase cross the Jordan. I know there are big giants out there. Cross the Jordan. I know the river looks imposing. Cross the Jordan. I know it will require a step of faith. Cross the Jordan. I know you've blown it before. Cross the Jordan. I know that you're unsure. Your leader Moses is gone, but just as I was with Moses, I'm with you. Cross the Jordan. I will be with you. Don't be afraid. And friends, I know that the Jordan was an obstacle, but it was also an opportunity, an opportunity to see a miracle, an opportunity to step out in faith, an opportunity to see the hand of God move, an opportunity to see the promised land. And today, you in this moment, you are at the precipice in your life of an, of an opportunity. And instead of it as an obstacle in your life, would you take advantage of the opportunity? Would you look at the situation square in the face and say, this looks pretty difficult. This looks pretty challenging, but I want to cross the Jordan. And I want to read to you Joshua chapter 1. <clears throat> and as I read this, I want you to listen to verse 5. I did not put it on the screen. But I want you just to listen to these words as if not only are they the words to Joshua, but they're the words to you. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and courageous, for you shall give this people possession of the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. You see, God always keeps his promises. Only be strong and courageous, be very courageous. Be careful to do according to all the law which my Moses, my servant, commanded you to do. Do not turn from it from the right or to the left, so that you may have success wherever you go. In other words, God doesn't require perfection, but He does require faithful obedience. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. In other words, you can't just say something. You have to follow the word. You have to read the word of God, and you've got to follow that in your life. And then he says, for then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have success. Have I not commanded you? Be strong, courageous. Do not tremble. Do not be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you. Remember, guys, you are not alone. And Joshua got the word of the Lord, and then he passed it on to the people. And I love that text. Cross this, Jordan, and you will possess the land. Is it going to be hard? Yes. Is it going to require faith? Yes. Might it take a while? Yes. Will it be scary? Yes. But cross it, and you will possess the land. Now, for the remainder of our time, I want to go to Joshua 3, because this is the moment when they cross the Jordan. And I want you to see some things that apply to our life as we have these Jordan crossing moments. Joshua chapter 3, verse 1. Then Joshua rose early in the morning, and they set out to Shittim. And they came to the Jordan, he and all the people of Israel, and lodged there before they passed over. At the end of three days... The officers went through the camp and commanded the people, listen to what they said. As soon as you see the ark of the covenant of our Lord, your God, being carried by the Levitical priest, then you shall set out from your place and follow it. And there's a principle here. Remember that God has gone before you. Anytime you face an obstacle, wait for the leadership of Almighty God. The Ark of the Covenant represented the Lord's presence, the very presence of God. And God was saying, don't get ahead of me. Don't get ahead of me. Why? Because if you do something without the power of God, (coughs) not only is there an opportunity to perhaps fail, not only that, but what you notice is so many times you're tempted to take the credit. When you step out before God, if there is success in your life, You're tempted to say, I crossed the Jordan. You're tempted to say, I made this happen. You may think it's your creativity. (coughs) The other thing, and I have to learn this in my life God is always working in advance of me. He is preparing the soil, He is working in human hearts way ahead of me. You know, we saw this a couple weeks ago at the Middletown campus on Christmas Day. We had a visit from a Christmas angel at our Middletown campus. How do I know that? Because when she came into church, she said, my name is Angel. And so it was pretty obvious. And when she came in, I said, I've never met you before. It's nice to meet you. She said, I've never been here before. She said, I want to be baptized today on Jesus's birthday. And immediately my mind goes to the practical because I'm thinking, I don't even know if there's water in our portable tank, and if there is water, I'm pretty sure it's very, very cold, and so I told our Christmas angel that the water is very cold, and she said, I don't care. I want to do this today, and so as she's in service, I'm directing people. We push the portable tank out into the little kitchenette area, and they literally pour pots of hot water from the coffee maker into the baptistry tank to try to take the edge off for poor angel and then by the time service is at the end we slide that tank in and roll it to the front of the auditorium and i asked angel i said angel what led you here today and she said this is a decision i've wanted to make for a long time she said i wanted to make it during covid but or right around covid but then covid hit and i became fearful And then she said, I wasn't going to church, but I started to watch on television Pastor Charles Stanley. And as he would teach the Word of God, it began to convict me about what I needed to do. And and so I came here today to be baptized. And I said, well, why did you come here? And she said, well, you all sent a mailer out saying grand opening. And I thought this would be the place I need to go. And so what I realized in that day when we baptized angel into Christ is this that it wasn't the mailer that saved Angel. It wasn't the fact that we did something so creative. It was that God was leading Angel prior to ever us building that building or preparing that baptistry. God was leading Angel to make a decision that was a life-changing decision. He was calling her to walk through the waters. And what I realize is it's not on our power. It's not on our might. It is by His strength, says the Lord. He is walking ahead of you. He is preparing the way. And so there's a conversation that you need to have with somebody. Maybe it's a difficult conversation. Don't be afraid. God's walking ahead of you. There's some goal you have in your life, some challenge you need to overcome. Don't worry. God is already walking ahead of you. He's already preparing that soil. He's already making your way ready for you. You just need to step out in faith. Remember, God has walked before you. The second thing in chapter 3, verse 5, Joshua said to the people, Consecrate yourself, for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. Prepare your heart. The word here is consecrate, and that means to make yourself holy or to dedicate yourself to a higher purpose. It involves separating yourself from things that are unclean, and it means that you commit yourself, your heart, fully to God. In other words, before stepping into the water, take those moments to prepare your heart. Consecrate yourself before the Lord. In other words, if you want to see God do wonders among you, then you have to prepare your heart for God to do so. And so today, in your life, right now, what are the barriers that are hindering you? What are the sins that are entangling you? What are the temptations that are holding you down? What are the fears or the anxieties that are keeping you from doing what God's calling you to do in your life? Those are the things that you say, God, I want to consecrate myself before you. Because if you want to see God do wonders in your life, then you have to first say, what is it in my life that's keeping me from that? What is keeping you from the next step? What habit do you have What vice do you struggle with? What temptation keeps you away? What anxiety attacks you? And as you face this next year and you look at these next steps in your life, ask yourself, what is it in my life that I need to prepare my heart? What is it in my life that I need to consecrate myself to the Lord for? And then finally, (coughs) number three, take that first step. Look at verse 12. Now therefore... Take 12 men from the tribes of Israel, from each tribe a man. And when the soles of the feet of the priest, bearing the ark of the Lord, (coughs) excuse me, the Lord of all the earth, (coughs) shall rest in the waters of the Jordan, the waters above the Jordan shall be cut off from flowing, and the waters coming down shall stand in one heap. This point's so good. I want Josh to bring me that cup of coffee right there, on that, right there, right there. It's such a just bring it up because that's such a good point. I don't want to miss it. <coughs> I thought you were gonna have live. live, could you? Could you? <coughs> Appreciate it. <coughs> All right. This is so good, friends. Don't miss it. The waters of the Jordan would not move until the souls of the priests hit the water. It was not until they took the first step that the water stopped. Talk about fear. It's one thing to step into a river when it parts before you take a step. It's another thing to step into a river that's still flowing. And by the way, the Bible says that the water was at flood stage. Yet most of us, when we pray, what do we pray? We say, oh God, would you prepare the way for us? Oh God, would you make the path easy? Oh God, would you part the waters before me so I can walk on dry ground? Isn't that what we pray? God, would you make the path so clear? Would you open the door so wide? So that then I'll know where to go. And yet, in the story of Joshua, he said, I'll part the waters, but not until you take a step. Not until you put your soles of your feet in that flooded water, that's when you'll see the way be made. And that's what we want. we want. We say, God, prepare the way. Show me the way. As soon as the water parts, God, I'll take that step. And God says, no, you take that step before the water parts. Do you trust me? It all begins with the first step. Verse 14 says, So when the people broke camp to cross the Jordan, the priests carrying the ark of the covenant went ahead of them. Now the Jordan is at flood stage, all during harvest. Yet as soon as the priest who carried the ark reached the Jordan and their feet touched the water's edge, the water from upstream stopped flowing. So the people crossed opposite Jericho and they went into the promised land. And today, friends, what I want to do is is give you some encouragement. I want to challenge you to trust the Lord. I want to challenge you to prepare your heart. I want to challenge you to take the first step. And I love Axis Church partly because you are Jordan Crossing kind of people. And the last thing that we want to do is get too comfortable. The last thing we want to do is sit back and say, God, you've blessed us in the past. We've taken some big steps in the past. The last thing we want to do is say, we're done with those steps. We're now going to take it easy. And so we'll be praying, God, What is the next step? What is the next Jordan? What is the next obstacle you need us to overcome? Because we want to be Jordan crossing kind of people. And you know what I've noticed? The older you get, the more easy it is to become complacent. The harder it is to take steps of faith. Has anybody noticed that? As a kid, when you go to the ski mountain and you're about to ski down it, And you look down, and you see all these little guys on snowboards or skis, and they're just zipping around moguls. And you think to yourself, they are crazy little people. How are they doing that? And you look at the moguls, or at least I do, and you go, I don't know. I mean, I used to be able to do this. Or they go to Gatlinburg or the Rocky Mountains, and they look, and they go right to the edge of a cliff. And you're like, hey, hey, come back here. Or as we were kids, we used to go on the swinging bridges over those areas and just swing back and forth. No fear at all. You get older, you go, hey, 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 be a little more cautious here. Take it easy. And I'm speaking to a group of people today that I believe that God is not done with. And I believe that today as I look around this room, I'm looking at a lot of people who are courageous you're strong and courageous. The Bible says be very courageous. Take those steps of faith in your life. Don't don't let age be something that holds you back. Don't be, hey, we want to be comfortable. Don't let that hold you back. What is it today that God's calling you to? What is it today that God's saying? I want you to take a step of faith. Be courageous in your life. Don't look at things as obstacles. Look at them as opportunities. Don't wait for the water to pass. Go ahead and step out. Take a step of faith and see what our God will do in your life. And Toward that end, I want to pray for you today. And I'll pray boldly that God would do something in your life today, tomorrow, this year. God, we pray today that you would enliven our spirits. That you would encourage our hearts that today there's some people in this room who maybe they were courageous at a younger age they took some steps that some would consider risky they started a business they did something courageous in their family And, and now today they get a little bit older and they say it's time to just take it easy it's time just to step back And God, I'm I'm calling a group of people today through your word and through your spirit who would say no matter the station of life that we're in, help help us to step forward in faith. Help us to be fearless, God. Help us to look for the next opportunities. Help us to look at the next thing, God, to be the Joshuas, to put our foot in the water as the water flows and say, God, we trust you, we believe in you, we know you're working ahead of us, God, would you help us make that step of faith? Some people here want to start a ministry, some people want to go on the mission field, some people want to lead their kids in some way. Some people need to start a new business venture. Some people need to step up and serve in some area at Axis Church. Some people need to say something to their neighbor for Christ. Some people need to heal their relationship and their marriage. Some people need to reach out to a prodigal child. Some people need to look in the face of of an illness or a cancer or a struggle and say, God, we know and we trust you that no matter the result, God, we know you're going to part the waters in front of us. You're going to help us walk on dry ground, God. we want to trust you instead of obstacles we want to see opportunities in this and God there are some of us today that to our core even those who stand at the podium and preach a message on fearlessness that somewhere in our hearts is still an issue of fear we're facing an obstacle we face a challenge we say, God, how are you going to make good out of this? How are you going to make good out of this? And yet, God, we pray that you would take those obstacles and that you create great opportunities, and that you would widen our pathway, allow us to walk through to the promised land. God, we know that whatever people are going through today, you offer hope, you offer promise. And we thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to just tell you today that the Israelites walked through the water to get to the promised land. And just like Angel, some of you need to confess Christ as Lord, repent of your sin, walk through the water of baptism, and walk through the promised land. And you need to come and let us know this is a decision that you want to make. God's already preparing your heart for that. He's already walked ahead of you. Would you stand with me as we worship together?